how to avoid burnout, the 10 things that you need to align with on a weekly basis, how to achieve true balance in life, how moving to Thailand completely changed the outlook of his life, how to emotionally manage feedback from others, how to become a happy hustler, and so much more coming right up. This is episode number 431 with lifestyle entrepreneur, author, speaker, and professional actor slash model, Carrie Jack. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Best You Podcast with me, your host, Nick Carrier. At Best You, we exist to help individuals get closer to the best version of themselves because when they do, they are better off, their friends, family, community, and ultimately the world are better off because of it. One way that we do this is through the 10-week transformation where we help people build the healthy habits that transforms their self-confidence, it transforms their body, and it transforms their life. If you're interested in building this self-confidence and healthy habits, then go to nickcarrier.com slash 10WT. Again, nickcarrier.com slash the number 10WT. Today, y'all are going to love Carrie Jack. Carrie is a lifestyle entrepreneur, author, podcast host, professional actor slash model, biohacker, eco-warrior, martial artist, and humanitarian who is striving to make a positive impact on this planet. After experiencing entrepreneurial burnout, Carrie then founded The Happy Hustle, whose mission is to educate, inspire, and entertain while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. You are going to want to grab, go grab a copy of his book and get this. It's absolutely free. Just go to thehappyhustlebook.com to grab a copy so that you can avoid burnout and achieve lasting happiness. But before diving into the episode, be sure you're subscribing to the Best You Podcast on the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and be sure you share this episode with a friend or family member while you're listening. All you have to do is send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. And if you enjoy the show, then I would love it if you leave a five-star rating and review. But without further ado, here's to getting closer and closer to your best you with the one and only Carrie Jack. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Best You Podcast. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by the one and only Carrie Jack. Carrie, just want to start off by saying thanks so much for spending the time with me today. Hey, Nick, thanks so much for having me, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, man, of course. Well, people who listen to the Best You Podcast are people who are obviously self improvement focused and want to get closer to the best version of themselves. So they're people who are out there hustling and grinding and, and trying to improve every single day. And I think. It's kind of all of our goals to find the appropriate balance that you talk about with the happy hustle, the appropriate balance of I'm grinding, but I'm not letting my relationships go by the wayside. I'm grinding, but I'm making sure I still dedicate some time to hobbies like we were just talking about. I'm grinding, but I still spend time on personal development and spend time in nature and all the different things that you talk about. And I know there's a lot of people out there who feel like they're overworked, they're constantly tired. They're stressed, and so I'm really excited to help people navigate the appropriate balance and how to kind of live that out. And so, but the way I want to kind of start today is giving everybody a little bit more context on your background. You're an athlete growing up. We just talked about how you wanted to play professional soccer, and then you had a bad ankle injury that essentially stopped that road there, and then you went into uh, 
you created a tech startup with your brother in, in New York, and that's really where the Happy Hustle was born because you created this te- tech startup. You were working hour after hour after hour, and you got to the point, even though it was kind of reaching a point where it, it was getting ready to maybe even take off, you just felt like you were burnt out, and you're like, screw this. I need to, make, I need to go move to Thailand and really get reoriented with life. I think a lot of people at different times in their life, and maybe even right now if they're listening, get to the point where you were with your tech startup. They get to the point where they feel like they're burnt out or they say they're burnt out. But I think it's one of those things, being burnt out is such a common phrase nowadays, and I think some people just throw it around whether they're actually burnt out or not. And so my question to you is, how did you know that you were actually burnt out and that it was time to cut the strings from that tech startup? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, I was so unhappy and unfulfilled with my reality. And for me personally, speaking directly to that time in my life, like all I was doing was, was working like a dog, you know, hundred plus hour weeks, getting less than five hours of sleep many nights. And, and we were just so focused on profit, success, ego status, all the, the, the drivers that society deems important for us. It was, that like come to Jesus moment, you know, where we were like, all right, if we say yes to this big seven figure VC funding deal and these partnerships with Microsoft and IBM and like this, this trajectory, that's five years down the road Mm. of this, what we're doing right now, growing, building, evolving, hiring, firing, leading, you know, and it just was so gut-wrenching to think about that like oh this isn't going to be my reality for the next five years and we were just truly at a place of despair and i think that's how we knew like we were burned out we couldn't do it anymore and so ultimately you know we folded the company and i i did as you mentioned move to bangkok thailand and and it was over there where i i figured out okay i can be happy within the everyday hustle and that's yeah as you mentioned where the happy hustle was born yeah and a minute i want to ask about what you did in Thailand to kind of come to that reality. But before that, you know, you said the first thing that you said was you were unhappy and unfulfilled with your reality. And I think to me, what that translated to is you're unhappy and unfulfilled with how your time was being spent on a regular basis. And one of the things I want to ask you, and and I'll probably read out all 10 at some point, but you have this, the 10 alignments or with your soul, your soul map and acronym. But number nine is impactful work. Did you feel like you were doing impactful work with your tech startup and just so out of alignment with the other ones? Or did you just not even really feel like you were doing even impactful work with the tech startup? Yeah, I I, I was lacking impactful work. In fact, I was mm. lacking, you know, pretty much most of the 10 alignments. Um, yeah. It was started with the mission to quantify feedback. You know, we built this whole algorithm and... What happens when you grow a tech company and you're looking to raise capital is there's other variables at play. Investors will come in and recommend, you know, this niche or going into this industry and pivoting your product here and doing this. And so eventually over time, it becomes someone else's mission (laughs) oftentimes, Mm -hmm. not all the time, but, you know, it does happen more times than most, I would say. And and you you start to realize, well, okay, I started it for this reason. And then I'm actually, 
you know, serving this person and this problem and it's not aligned. And that's what happened to us, you know? So, so you felt like you start, so you felt like the initial creation of the start, I was, cause I was getting ready to ask you what led you to start the tech company. And was that like the wrong decision in the first place? But it sounds like it might not have been the wrong decision in the first place. It's just the direction that you took. It maybe was not the original reason and the intent in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Initially, like it was solving the problem that I was suffering from as an actor and as a model, I would never get feedback and I would go on, you know, just audition after audition. And then I would not know why I booked some and didn't book some. And so we solved this problem by quantifying feedback. I actually would bring a survey, like a paper survey to the casting directors and clients initially and ask, what should I start doing? What should I stop doing? What should I keep doing? Three key questions for feedback. And then we started to put like a, a numerical value on adjectives that equated to a score based on your performance. And I was wow. like, okay, this can help a lot of a actors and models like get better. And then what happened was when we took it to New York and we were like really growing this thing, then people were like, oh, we can help the dating industry. What if you could get feedback on your first date? What about when you do your first job interview, if you could get real feedback from that? And it's like feedback is imperative in every industry. If you want to grow, you need to know. And so it just started morphing into all these other things. And it was just like, it just turned into a whole different animal, which had a lot of merit and still does today. Like this business could still crush right now. It's just, it's not what I, what I want to be doing. Mm. If you want to grow, you need to know that's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, well, actually, to, to stay on this topic, I think it's very interesting because feedback obviously is super important. As you said, if you want to grow, you need to know. But feedback is often misinterpreted or taken the wrong way and not managed well emotionally. And you're somebody who obviously has gotten maybe not a ton of feedback because that was the reason why you created the thing in the first place, but you've obviously gotten a decent amount of feedback in the different things that you've done, modeling, acting with business. What are some things that you do to help manage the feedback that you get both positive and negative emotionally so that it doesn't maybe get you on too high of a high or too low of a low? Yeah, I think just being at a place of peace internally, achieving homeostasis, you know, knowing that there's ebbs and flows to life. There's peaks, there's valleys. You know, it's like Tom Brady, you played football. He even talks about like, you know, celebrating a touchdown versus throwing an interception. Like it's a very similar emotional response to him. And then he's right back to homeostasis. You know, mm. it's either emotionally charged in a positive way or a negative way. And I think with any situation, you can have the perspective of negative or positive, and you can choose to look at someone's criticism as negative or positive. And there's going to be haters on your journey. You know, there's going to be people who give you feedback that is more reflecting their insecurities rather than your reality. But for the most part, when I seek out feedback, I come at it, come at it from that perspective of I'm looking to evolve, looking to grow. And this is what's going to allow me to get better and become the best me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think the three things that you do in regards to the questions that you ask, what do I need to start doing, stop doing, keep doing? I think one of the things that that does a really good job of is it detaches the actions from you as a human. And therefore the feedback is about the actions not you as a human. And so people need to realize that oftentimes when you get feedback, they're not 
putting you down as a person. They're just saying what you did maybe needs to be tweaked in one way or another. But I want to get back to that, the question of you in Thailand, you kind of realize you can be happy by essentially spending time in all these different 10 different alignment areas. Were you reading a lot? Were you listening to podcasts? Were you meditating? Like, What was going on that really sparked this idea of I can hustle and still be happy? Yeah, all of the above, really. I mean, I realized that you don't need all of these things, these materialistic things that society deems important to be happy. And, you know, I had like a penthouse apartment for like 400 bucks over there with like this dope setup, you know, I was eating like dollar a day pad thai, you know, like training Muay Thai playing soccer, doing some modeling, acting. And then I started like an online business where I was like actually helping people with webinars and like more mindset focus. And I was like, Oh, I can make some money doing this. And I was like posting poolside a lot and traveling and going to different countries. And, you know, it was one of those times in my life where I was like, damn. And, and truly, man, when you go to Thailand specifically, they call it the land of the smiles. Like you see people who live on less than a dollar a day and they are so happy. You know, it's crazy. So I just, it just reshaped my perspective. And I've traveled extensively prior from third world countries in South America to Europe to, you know, all over, really. I I love experiencing new cultures, meeting new people, eating different foods, learning different languages. I think that's one of the best educations you can get. But it was at that time where I realized like, wow, there's a whole nother way to live. Yeah. You know, I've actually been I haven't asked too many people like this kind of question before, but you know, one of the things that in your 10 alignments like I've already mentioned is impactful work. And you, you've mentioned how people in Thailand are some of the happiest people in the world. And you hear all the time how people go on mission trips to Haiti and all these different places where they have nothing, but they're super, super happy. And oftentimes people talk about they're so happy because they're not concerned about the material things, but also because they're just they're so concerned about relationships and, and community. But I've always been a big believer that one of the things that brings happiness and fulfillment is a little bit of struggle and is kind of like service to others. And so do people, and I'm not saying that they don't, but do people like in Thailand, in these places, they don't really have anything. Do they have that sense of I'm struggling towards something worthwhile? Well, obviously it's all relative and it's on a case by case basis, you know, per Per individual. So I don't want to like label the right. majority, but I, I know multiple people who I was friends with from Thailand per se, who, yeah, they wanted more for their lives. They wanted more for their family, their friends. But I think the difference that the Thai people really valued relationships more than finances, mm. right? Like if they had strong relationships with their family and their friends, they were happy. And, and oftentimes that's the same case here in America. You know, when you have like, when your, your cup is full from your, your internal relationships and your inner circle, things can happen. Adversity strikes, but life's okay. You know, you can still be the best you, you can overcome it a lot easier. And I just think you can really equate the, the, the positive life experience to how quality your relationships are. Truly. I think a lot of people can relate with that. I think we all oftentimes we forget about how 
big of a role that plays in our overall happiness and fulfillment. Um, but where, where I want to go next is talking about the the 10 different alignments, and I'm going to run through them really quickly and, and say them all. Selfless service, optimized health, unplugged digitally, loving relationships, mindful spirituality, abundance financially, persistent personal development, passionate hobbies, impactful work, and nature connection. And essentially one of the things that you do on a weekly basis, if I understand correctly, is you kind of rank yourself how, and how you're doing in all of those areas on a, on a scale of one to five, five being really good, one being pretty pretty bad. And that self-awareness practice is what allows you to determine whether or not you're balanced. Because I know one of the things that you believe is that you think that balance is one of the keys to happiness. But we, we hear that term a lot, balance. And I think that if, if balance is a key to happiness, and I'm right there with you, we need to know what actually balance means. Because I think a lot of people think balance means spending an equal amount of time in all these different areas when it's just not, you're not going to be able to spend equal amount of time uh, from a number of hours standpoint. So what does balance mean to you? Is it simply like having a grade of four or above in all those areas? But what, is, what does balance really look like for you? Yeah, I mean balance for me if you if we are implementing the system it, it's scoring an A in each of the 10 alignments, right? It, it means I'm happy hustling in each of these different areas. And and time isn't the factor that I determine if it's an A or not, truly. You know, because like for instance I volunteered yesterday at the adaptive horsemanship training with kids with special needs like I didn't spend but, you know, an hour and a half and that was fulfilling to me. But then I worked on my impactful work for like four hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, but they both got a five yesterday. You know what I mean? So it's like time isn't the factor of balance. It's looking at the impact, combining the passion, which is more so, right, that that inward calling with the purpose, which is that outward serving to actually make a positive impact. You know, and I really, and I, I believe balance equals happiness wholeheartedly. Like I want that on my tombstone, like, cause that's, yeah. uh, that's like, that's what I found when I was so out of balance at bringing it back full circle to the tech startup. I, that was what I could pinpoint. All I was doing was working. All I was doing mm -hmm. was focused on, you know, making money and, and being successful, which I think a lot yeah. of people do that. And then they get successful <laughs> or they make money and then they realize, oh, damn my life sucks. I'm super depressed. I'm unfulfilled. And then they got to go down a whole nother path attempting yeah. to find happiness. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm right there along with you with it, in the belief behind that. If let's say it's one year down the road and you woke up and you felt burnt out, which of the 10 alignments do you feel like would be the reason why you or burnt out slash like what is what do you feel like is the one that is most difficult for you to consistently hit well i would say it's two it would be first and foremost impactful work not in the sense that i'm not doing it it would be i said yes to too many things that were mm. impactful right because when you say yes to something you're saying no to everything else like when i said yes to this podcast I said no to everything else during the slot and I'm hundred percent here. Right. So that's one it's, it's saying yes to too many things that are, are misaligned. The second thing would be unplugged digitally, right. You know, running a, 
a couple companies using tech every day, like being so inundated with our devices and the notifications and then the streamings and then Netflix and Amazon Prime and all these other things that just consume us. That is one that I think can lead to, to massive burnout. And people don't understand, you know, if you want to get into the actual weeds of it, like the science of what happens on a cellular level to your, your DNA from electromagnetic frequencies, right? Mm. From EMFs, which our devices emit. So that would be the second thing that could cause burnout. Yeah, yeah I feel like I'm very similar in, in that sense, especially that, especially that second one. I think, I think maybe it's, at some point we can go back to that, but one of the things that I really liked from your book, a line from your book was, it is not about being right or wrong or making mistakes or succeeding. Life is only about living in alignment or misalignment with your true self. And I think that's really key, and it's, it kind of goes to the point of a lot of the different things that you said, but it's not about spending the same number of hours. It's spending the number of hours or the amount of time that fills your cup and, and makes you feel like it was, you know, quote, enough, whatever that actually means. And I think that enough comes from that sense of, I feel like I'm aligned. I feel like I'm doing what I'm supp supposed to be doing. But I think sometimes that's hard to know if the things that we're doing are because it's really what's in alignment with us, or it's just what somebody else that we maybe look up to does, or just somebody in general does. So kind of the question I want to get at is, how do we know when we're acting in alignment rather than acting because of something somebody else did, something somebody else said we should do, so on and so forth. We'll be back to the interview in just a second. But first, I wanted to share a quick testimonial from a past participant of the 10-week transformation program. I started running the 10WT in the beginning of 2020, and I've had over 150 people on counting go through it, and they've seen amazing results both inside and out. If you're inspired to join after listening to the testimonial, then go to nickcarrier.com to learn more. We'll get back to the episode in just a minute, but first, here's what they had to say. My name's Maddie. Um, I joined Nick's 10 week program because I had a friend who'd been doing classes with the Orange Theory and really liked it. I was just looking for something to kind of kickstart myself back into working out. I lost 20 pounds. Um, definitely I'm seeing a lot more muscle. Definitely just able to lift a lot bigger weights. Definitely the social aspect. Everyone's really fun. Um, I work night shifts, so like coming in after a hard shift, it's a nice like decompression and it's really fun. You should join Nick's 10 week program. <laughs> so you're asking how do we determine if we're in alignment or misalignment? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you have to get clarity on your vision, you know, first and mm -hmm. foremost, like going, we talked about briefly brand builders group prior to pressing record. And that's one thing that I got really clear on was my brand mm -hmm. DNA. You know, what problem do I feel called to solve? Who exactly do I feel called to solve it for? And then what's my uniqueness and how can I exploit that in the service of others? When you get that true North and you have that clarity of your vision, you can put everything through a filter. Is this getting me closer or further away from my end goal? That's all. Cannot agree more. That's one of the things that I try to have everybody do when we set our, everybody sets their fitness goals at the beginning of the program. Make sure you're not, like, get very clear on where it is that you're trying to go, why you're trying to go there, and that influences the weekly behaviors that you then live out. Could not agree more. I want to go back a, to, I'll give a quick, just a quick analogy. I, I'm a bow hunter. You know, if I was going to shoot my bow and arrow without having a clear target, I'm going to miss every time, right? 
So you have to get clarity on your target. I know it seems cliche, but it's the damn truth. <laughs> no, everything is about you got to you got to have some sort of target in order to actually take um, intentional action. Mm-hmm. But I kind of I do want to go back. To, we talked beforehand about how so many people who are listening are very health and fitness focused and goal oriented. And one of the things I guess we haven't really talked too much about uh, on the show before is the detriment that technology or computers and phones play to out the detriment that it actually brings to our biology. So talk to us a little bit about the detriment that it brings to our cellular health that you were kind of touching on earlier. Yeah. Well, just to give a little context. So before I went all in on the happy hustle, I was actually running a biohacking company for like three years. You know, we were coaching four to 500 CEOs, Olympic gold medal athletes, soccer moms and everyone in between, right? Like we, we, we were doing the damn thing, crush it. And we were building out supplement protocols, nutrition plans, exercise plans, you know, all sorts of uh, assessments to figure out the environmental genetic mismatches and the vitamin and mineral deficiencies. So I was in the game deep. And the biggest thing that we saw negatively impacting our clients was their use of technology. And, And that is oftentimes correlated to poor sleep. It's correlated to mismanagement of time and energy, right? And and also, it's emotionally draining, comparing and despairing yourself mm-hmm. to others on social media. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, look yeah. at this person. They have a six-pack. I only have a four-pack. Damn. You know, it's like, or whatever. Um, like, this is something that psychologically affects us at a massive level. But then when you actually look at the the details and, you know, I'm, I'm not a scientist. I don't claim to be, but I just had on like Ben Greenfield that you could go listen to him on his show or he came on my show. Like he, he goes way more into the science, but what happens is the, the EMFs, the devices emit these, these frequencies. It's like your microwave. It has radiation that heats the food. This is what your devices do. They actually cook your brain and they, they break down your cellular DNA at a micro level. And they they have these DNA breaks in your strands and they don't repair oftentimes over time with consistent use. It affects you, you know, and, and you, it can show up in many forms. Some people are hypersensitive to EMFs, some people not so much, you know, so mm. it just depends. But I would highly recommend just a couple easy things, you know, airplane moaning, put your phone on airplane mode when you're not using it, minimize the use of like Bluetooth headphones and, and, you know, putting your, even your cell phone up to your ear, turning off your Wi-Fi at night, just unplug it. It'll plug right back in and connect, you know, right after that. Really? Even, even just having Wi-Fi on. Oh yeah. hundred wow. percent. Yeah. If you, even better, if you want to ethernet, all of our clients, we force them to ethernet their, their devices where they actually had to wow. use the little blue cord, you know? Um, and then, you know, little things like wearing blue blockers at night. Yeah. That's helpful to decrease the exposure to this toxic blue light. You know, there's, there's low level biohacks. Then you could go high level where you, you know, you get like an EMF cloak that goes over your bed or EMF blocking clothes, you know, all sorts of stuff. But this is a, a, a factor that people don't talk enough about. And then when you do talk about it, you kind of look like the tinfoil hat guy or girl, you know, but 
it's the truth. Look up the science. We, I had, I was at Dr. Mercola's house, you know, for, uh, he's like one of the, he had one of the biggest health websites in the world. And he was talking all about EMFs, you know, five years ago and he's and way beyond. And it's just only getting worse as the stronger and stronger 5g, 6g, 10g next. What's, you yeah. know, like it's only getting stronger and our bodies aren't adapt to handle it. That's crazy. I think, I mean, obviously I knew to a certain degree that it was harmful, but I don't think I knew to, to the degree. And so I'm interested to go learn more about that and, and try to implement some of those things myself. Yeah. You'll see Man. an increase in your mitochondrial production right away. If you start to mitigate your exposure. Do you get, do you get certain, do you personally get certain tests to test some of these things and just other health tests in general on a regular basis? Yeah. So I get regular labs, but I, you know, you can get an EMF device too, to block or to see where, where your levels are in your house as well. Mm -hmm. There's meters that you can get that can actually tell you. And I think you really want to look at the labs when it comes to, you know, what you're doing. Test, don't guess really is what we would say with clients. It's like your, your jacked friend who's taking creatine. That's great. But like, Maybe you don't need it because your body's producing enough of it and it's actually going to have detrimental effects. Like you need to test for yourself. Everyone is a little bit different, you know, mm -hmm. so it just is important to test and, and get regular labs. Uh, we would work with a couple different companies, but you can get regular labs from your, you know, practitioner, your, your physical doctor in your, your local area, or you can yeah. go to uh, life extension. Life extension has the male elite panel and then the female mm -hmm. elite panel, which we would use with clients. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. I'm, I need to do some of that, more of that stuff myself to really get a, a clear idea on a lot of those, a lot of those levels. Kind of want to go back to one of the things that is so interesting about you is how many different things that you've done and how many things that you continue to do like you said bow hunting you were talking about how you play soccer before you know you recently took a bunch of business people on i forget exactly how long it was and and when you go to the back countries of montana how long is that for five days five days and what was that called again we, we call it the montana mastermind epic camping adventure yeah that's awesome so like you do so many different things like you're a very interesting person but we've also talked about the importance of the clarity of vision and ensuring that if an opportunity arises that is maybe not in keeping with that vision to maybe not chase it down the rabbit hole and say yes to too much. So what are the different things that you feel like you need to keep in place in your own life to ensure that you don't fall down that rabbit hole of doing X, Y, Z, A, B, D, F and, and losing focus on your true vision? Well. I created something that helps me do just that. Again, most things that I've created were to scratch my own itch, you know, and that's yeah. where I think, you know, my good buddy, Rory Vaden talks about this. You know, he says, you are perfectly positioned to help who you were five years ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, if you're struggling to figure out who you want to serve, like just start there, you know? And so one thing that I created was the blissful balancer, which is a whiteboard fridge magnet that parlays with my book and, and my course and my framework, the 10 alignments. And this is something that keeps me aligned with my vision because it's binary. It, it's, you know, here, I, I mean, are we doing video for this too? Do you, you put on? Yeah. YouTube? Yeah. 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 Of course. All right. So 
So if everyone watching the video, if you're not watching the video, you should go to Nick's YouTube and, and watch it. So this is the Blissful Balancer. This is an example. And it's you could write on it. It's like a whiteboard. But it has your personal goal of the week, your professional goal. I'll send you one, bro, too. I don't know if I already did or my team did. Yeah. But, I, yeah. Um, and then it has your message to yourself, right? And then each of the 10 alignments is listed, which makes up that soul mapping acronym that Nick went through. But you have an action task for each of these, right? So it's like selfless service. Did you volunteer 15 minutes a day? Yes or no? Like, did you give time, money, or expertise? Monday, did you do it? You put an X if you did. If you didn't, you don't, you know? And then, so you have a score at the bottom. And if you did, you have your score for the end of the week and you know if you're aligned, if you're blissfully balanced, right? Because you can look at, okay, where did I actually score this week in each of the 10 alignments? So this is what I do. I actually take my own medicine. I know there's a lot of people out there. We, a lot of people call them gurus. I like to call them furus, you know, but like they, they just preach about this shit, but the, excuse me, like, but they don't actually do it. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like that. I just think it's really important to have some type of daily assessment and, and accountability and whatever you do in your fitness journey, in your business, you're looking at KPIs. With your blissful bounce, you can look at the happy hustler or the the yeah. blissful bouncer. You know, yeah. You know, if if the result or the the lag measure that you're looking for is is happiness, then what are the the you know the lead measures and the things that you're doing in those ten ten different areas? I want I want you to give a a couple of examples in the in the different areas, and I might just um, choose a couple myself because I, I read them out, and a lot of people people will relate to them and they, they'll kind of know what they mean. But if you give a clear example of what an action task is for a couple of them, I think it would, I think it would help. So let's go loving relationships and let's go passionate hobbies. What's an example of an action task for loving relationships and passionate hobbies for you on a weekly basis? Yeah. So actually in the packaging that, that it comes in, it has a whole example, a template, a filled out action task, and you could just use these and, and get great success. And I hundred percent will guarantee if you do these action tests, your life will improve. You will become happier. Like mm. there's no question, but just for, you know, the two that you listed you said, loving relationships, I put down as the template, send a gratitude text to one person you care about one text. Mm. Did you, did you do it or not? It's binary. Right. And that's really important to set smart goals, you know, specific, measurable, attainable, you know, realistic and timely. Right. And then the other one you said, what was the one you wanted to, I said, passionate hobbies, passionate hobbies, participate in one fun activity that brings you joy. Did you do that today or not? Right. Mm. Yesterday I played soccer, right. Today I'm going to a picnic for my rotary club, you know, where I volunteer with the community and we have like a, a give back picnic. That's my fun activity for today. You know what I mean? So it's like every day you just, you have, 10 things that you need to accomplish. And you, a lot of these things you do anyway, but like when you actually can quantify them and measure them, you know, what you measure, you can manage. Yeah. Well, like you said, a lot of these things, I think that's the the most important thing for people. To, one of the most important things for people to realize is a lot of these things you will do, you're already doing anyways. Maybe you're not doing them every single week, but if you acknowledge the fact that you're doing them and, and then you write them down, you do them more consistently the, the consistent behaviors of all of them is what is going to really stack up and, and make you really feel happy and, and feel fulfilled. 
Well, Kara, this has been awesome, man. I, I absolutely love it. But I want to kind of get down down here to the last question. But before I do ask the last question, question I just want to acknowledge you and your ability to back when you were in the tech startup days. I want to acknowledge your ability to to have the awareness enough that you were at the edge of burnt out, and you're like, you know what? I know we've put a lot of work in here. But you didn't let the sunk cost stop you from quitting. And you, you, I don't know if you, the quitting might not be the right word, but stopping and moving on and, and moving to Thailand, pivot. There you go. There you go. Much better. Uh, and then spending the time in Thailand and, and really in kind of discovery as to how you can change the outcome and the reality of your life. And, and then you've continually pivoted. And, and I love the framework that you've provided for yourself and that you provide for others because I know it's going to keep so many people that much more happy and fulfilled and less stressed and less anxious and less on the verge of burnout. And that just helps everybody around them as well. Yeah. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate you and I appreciate, you know, what you stand for and your message. And I really appreciate the prep work you did on this interview. That's uh, a testament to your integrity and, and, you know, all your listeners should know like a lot goes into podcasting and, and putting out great content and, and nick is you know a pro so i appreciate that about you man yeah well i appreciate it thanks man thanks um well i know everybody is going to want to go get the blissful balancer and and all these the things that you talked about so you guys make sure you go to carryjack.com you can also go to happyhustle.com um, slash assessment and that's where you can actually go through the 10 different alignments the soul mapping acronym and rank yourself and then you can become more aware of where you currently stand what areas are maybe not devoted to enough and it's a baseline for you to work off of and improve off of moving forward so that you don't get to burn out and so that you're not living unhappily on a regular basis so make sure you go to happyhustle.com slash assessment carryjack.com make sure you follow him on instagram if you don't already at carry underscore jack and that's c-a-r-y underscore jack and then we've obviously talked about the happy hustle the book go get it it's free all you got to do is pay for shipping and he's got the happy happy hustle podcast as well other than that, is there any other anything I missed that people should go take action on? We'll have that all in the show notes as well. Yeah, yeah, you crush it, man. I mean, really, like out of all those links, if if you want to go deeper in this, you go to thehappyhustlebook.com. That would be yeah. where you can actually get the book. Just you know, help out with the shipping and handling. I have the audio book version as well there, and then on the next page after you get the book, you can get the blissful bouncer added as well. Um, even if you just wanted to, like get the, um, the ebook version, you know, you can get that for free on my website. But the biggest thing is like, just start to assess where you may be lacking in your life, whether you do mm -hmm. it with, you know, the happy hustle framework or not, like just start to take stock and where you're at and where, and where you can improve. And, you know, I just found this effective for me and I just wanted to share that with others. And, and it's really made a positive impact. So I'm just blessed to be on this journey. I appreciate you and I appreciate everyone watching and listening. Yeah, of course. It's it's great, man. Great stuff. Well, last question here, Carrie, is that I think that to get closer to the best version of yourself, it's a constant journey. I don't think we actually ever get to the best version of ourselves, and I also think it's a unique journey. I think the way that I get closer to the best version of myself is going to be different than the way that you get closer to the best version of yourself. So the last question is for you personally. If there are three things that you could currently do or three things that you could currently work on to get closer to the best version of Carrie Jack that you could possibly be, then what are those three things that you could currently do or currently work on? 
Well, the first thing would have to do with my upcoming marriage. I'm getting married next month. So yeah, I think a lot of people invest a ton of time and energy into their business and they oftentimes neglect the relationship. So that's one thing I always want to, I want to be the best version of myself for my significant other Steph and, you know, be the best husband and then the best dad when, when that time comes hopefully soon as well. So that's the first thing is investing in my relationship. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. the second thing would be meditating more. You know, I meditate every day. Um, I practice stillness and, and breath work, um, martial arts as well. And, and I love Tai Chi and I used to train Kung Fu and a whole bunch of other different disciplines, but that's one thing where I know I'm happier and a better version of myself when I am getting still and just tapping into my breath and a higher power too, because, you know, I really focus on prayer and, and God as well. And that would be my third thing is, is connect deeper with God. Um, I, I really believe that, you know, we're all on this planet for a reason. We all have, uh, a unique gift inside of us and we're doing the world a disservice if we don't become the best versions of ourselves. And I think when you can connect with God or a higher power, whatever you believe in, you know, but you have that mindful spirituality, a part of your routine, you can become the best version of yourself. So that's another area that I'm really looking to investing consistently. Mm. That last thing that you said was something that I took note of in your book as well, that I just so wholeheartedly believe in that if you're not working to get closer to the best version of yourself and you're and you're not doing these things and you are literally doing the world a disservice. I at best you I believe that when an individual works to get closer to the best version of themselves, not only are they better off, but their friends, family, community and ultimately, and ultimately the world are better off because of it. So I really do believe it is our calling and responsibility to do that. So I appreciate you helping other people in such a powerful way to to continue to work, to get closer to the best version of themselves. So you all make sure you go get the happy hustle. You start taking action with the Blissful Balancer and dedicating time to these different 10 alignments. But that's all we got today, Carrie. I really appreciate your time, man. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate you, man. And peace and love, everyone. Awesome, man. Damn, that was good. Kerry Jack is literally one of the most interesting guys that I have ever talked to. I mean, the guy has so many different interests and he does so many different cool things, but he still keeps clarity of his vision and stays aligned with it with the actions that he takes. Make sure you share this episode with a friend or family member who you know is on the verge of burnout or who you know is living a life that is not very happy and not very fulfilled because this episode could be just the thing that turns their life around. All you have to do is send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. And remember, if you only spend time in one area or a couple areas of your life, you are destined for burnout. It's so important to dedicate time to all areas of your life, your health, your personal life, your career, finances, spiritual life, and relationships. That's what keeps you simultaneously hustling and happy along the journey. For now, it's time. It's time to take stock of what areas of your life that maybe you're not filling up right now and you're not dedicating enough time to and come up with some action tasks to fix that issue because that will keep you happy hustling on the path closer and closer to your best you.